What Did You Say Yes To? by me, myself, and Irene. You hear the call to accept Jesus as your personal Lord and Savior. You acknowledge that something has been missing in your life and you're drawn to the invitation given. As you repeat the prayer and say yes to Jesus, now what? Was that it? Well, that was easy. Your eternity is secured, but where do you go from there? We all need a clear understanding of what we just said yes to. You responded to the call, but what happens from here? Know this, that your position before God has now changed. The Bible teaches that you were once an enemy of God's, who opposed the presence and purpose of him in this world, yet in God's great mercy and love for humanity, even while we were enemies of God, we were reconciled to himself through the death of his son, Jesus. Much more, we are now reconciled. We have been saved by the life of Jesus. John 6.35 says, I am the bread of life. He who comes to me will no longer hunger, and he who believes in me will never thirst. Take note that he did not say, I have the bread of life, but rather I am the bread of life. No one comes to the Father except through Jesus. Jesus himself tells us that he is the living bread who came down from heaven from the Father of mercies. He becomes our source of spiritual nourishment, strengthening, and growth. Through the very Spirit of God that lives in us, His life-giving power sustains and satisfies us. Now that we have the Spirit of God living in us, the next step is vital. Every believer in Christ Jesus needs to be in the Word of God. It's here that real growth takes place. The Bible says that all scripture is God-breathed and it's useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting, and training in righteousness so that the man of God may be thoroughly equipped for every good work. Read more in 2 Timothy 3, 16 and 17. Know this, that the Bible is God's very words or God's voice. What was once just words on the pages, it begins to speak to you. It nourishes your mind and you become engaged and encouraged and challenged in your faith. You begin to hear his voice when you dig in and read. As the Spirit of God himself teaches you and reveals truth to you, your life is refreshed every time you study the Bible. Jesus revealed this truth when he taught. The Spirit gives life. The flesh counts for nothing. The word of God I have spoken to you are spirit and they are life. John 6, 63. Your word, O Lord, is a lamp to my feet and a light for my path. Psalms 119, 105. We all need the word of God to grow. Hosea 4, 6 says, My people are destroyed from a lack of knowledge. The world is a cesspool of falsehood, lies, deceit, misconceptions. We can easily become victims, being misled by other people's lies, false teachings, deceits, and misconceptions. Yet in the midst of the falsehood, the truth is made available in the Bible. Once we consistently study it, we are immunized against deception. It is written, 
Then we will no longer be infants tossed back and forth by the waves and blown here and there by every wind of teaching and by the cunning and craftiness of men in their deceitful schemes. Ephesians 4, 14. Spending time every day, day and night, in the Word of God is just as important as consuming food and water for the body for survival. You also have to feed your spirit in the same way. The Bible teaches that we are crucified with Christ. Yes, I live in this body, but Christ Jesus lives in me. The Holy Spirit has given me a guarantee. Jesus tells us that never will I leave thee nor forsake thee. The life which I now live in the body, I live by faith in the Son of God, who loves me and gave himself for me. No longer I that lives, but Jesus that lives in me. Romans 12.2 says, Are you living your best life, shifting your patterns and focusing on the right things? That's what this verse is about. It's about renewing your mind and changing the way that you think to create a better life, a life that honors God, to test and approve what the will of God is. You once followed patterns or ways that led to a broken life, patterns that were easy to fall into and often difficult to get out of. Mindless routines and patterns lived out without even considering our actions or the consequences of those decisions. We're given a new path to follow. God calls us out of darkness and into his glorious light. Another version in 1 Peter 2.9 says, We have been rescued from darkness. Before I mention that, our position changed when you accepted Jesus as our Lord and Savior. You are chosen, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a special possession, a child of God's, that you may declare the praises of him who has called you out of darkness into his wonderful light. You, child, are set apart. Jesus said, if you hold on to my teachings, you are my disciples. John 8, 30 and 31. Obedience to the word of God is your evidence that identifies you with Christ Jesus. Obedience verifies your faith. It validates that you mean to walk with God, that you are meant to do the things that you're supposed to and that you're called to. That you meant the prayer that you prayed to accept him as your Lord and Savior. And that you were not lying to yourself when you confessed Jesus as your Lord and Savior. In short, a life of obedience identifies you as a born-again Christian. You have a new spirit living within you. Talk to God. Prayer is your means of communicating with Him. God, your Father, highly regards your prayers. He loves to hear from you in prayer so much that He even rewards you for having spent that time with Him. Jesus revealed this when He said in Matthew 6, 6, When you pray, go into your room, close the door, and pray to your Father who is unseen. Then your Father who sees what is done in secret will reward you. Daily communication with God is necessary. It is written, pray continually, in 1 Thessalonians 5.17. Friend, know for certain that supernatural power, capable of healing, defeating the enemy, working miracles, it's in you. 
One of the effective means of exercising this freely given authority and power is by praying. Prayer releases the power of God to heal, destroy evil, break strongholds. The Bible says, therefore, confess your sins to each other and pray for each other so that you may be healed. The prayer of a righteous man is powerful and effective, James 5.16 says. Your relationship with God will encounter obstacles that will try to lead you from God. These obstacles are temptations, temptations that work to ruin your relationship through misleading us to rebellion against God. Temptations can come from just about anywhere, from enemies, from circumstances, and even from your own inclination to disobey God. However, we can always overcome temptation if we want. God has already provided that way to overcome it. Jesus himself said, watch and pray so that you will not fall into temptation. The spirit is willing, but the body is weak. Matthew 6, 26, 41. Do not be proud to think that you can keep things hidden from God. He already knows. Just like you couldn't save yourself, you also cannot fix it alone. Truly, God's love for you is so sincere that he shares in every moment and circumstance of your life, good and bad. He does not move away from you. The Bible says, is anyone of you in trouble? You should pray. Is anyone happy? Let him sing songs of praise, James 5.13. Have you required God's hand to give you help? Then pray. That's the part that opens the door. Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving in your heart, present your requests to God. Philippians 4.6 Therefore I say to you, whatever things that you ask when you pray, believe that you receive them and you will have them. Mark 11.24 Remember that a prayerless Christian is a powerless Christian. Having believed to receive salvation, you have been grafted into the family of God. Your position has now changed completely. You belong with all saved people in one big God family. Jesus never intended for any Christian to remain on an island all by themselves. We are called to the body of Christ to be planted in the church where we will grow and to contribute to. Where you gather together, loving and being of service to each other. Jesus earnest desire for unity among the body of Christ urged him to pray this prayer in John 17 11 21 to 22 I will remain in the world no longer but they are still in the world and I'm coming to you Holy Father protect them by the power of your name the name that you gave me so that they may be one as we are one that all of them may be one Father, just as you are in me and I am in you, may they also be in us so that the world may believe that you have sent me. I have given them the glory that you gave me, that they may be one as we are one. This is our living testimony. This is what people see when there's unity within the body of Christ. That is a testimony to Christ Jesus. Your Christian growth is enriched when you join a church. That church becomes 
your family. It's like a part of your body. Not one part is more important than the other. You're all needed. The Bible says, let us not give up meeting together as some are in the habit of doing, but let us encourage one another. And all the more as you see the day approaching. Hebrews 10.25 Seek and join a Bible-believing and Holy Spirit-filled church. Go where you will grow. Pray, asking God to help you for guidance. As you move forward in your commitment to Jesus, remember from now on that you have a personal relationship with God to maintain. Go in peace and the love of God that he has for you. May he enlighten you as you pray and dig into his word. And may the spirit of God shine through you and give you peace.